Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. I want to end our series that we've been talking about, Reset for a While. I want to encourage you on this last Sunday, and I want you to look around a few people and tell them these three words. Say, don't stop yet. Tell a few other people, don't stop yet. Father, be glorified in the name of Jesus. I pray and thank you. Amen. You may be seated. Don't stop yet. Someone holler out again. Don't stop yet. <clears throat> Founder of cream maple syrup founder's name is Michelle Hoskins she is a descendant of her great 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 grandmother who was a slave her grandmother um, was a freed slave had become free but chose to stay on the plantation and be a cook to those that she was serving. Um, the people that she was serving did not like molasses. So instead of serving them molasses, she found a cream or made a cream that they would like or enjoy during their time of breakfast. That particular recipe was handed down through every third daughter not the first daughter, the second daughter, but every third daughter, that recipe was handed down for years and years and years back from the 1800s from a freed slave. Finally, it got to a woman named Michelle Huskins, and when she got it, she said within herself, instead of me handing down another recipe that's been handed down, what would it look like if I handed down a business to my daughter? So she took this recipe and this syrup and she made it in her basement and she got the equipment and she made it in her basement and then she started making calls to different stores and got this recipe in different stores to the point that it started to even get in Publix and then it got into Kroger and all these different places. Back in 1984 is when it went public and went back and started going into stores. And it got public notoriety back in the 80s when she had appearance on Oprah and people found out about this syrup. But because she was not uh, someone that was noted and someone that had a great marketing budget, no one saw it. It was on the shelves, but no one saw it article reads and for those who found out about her said that she would be in stores and would see people see people go past her syrup to get to Aunt Jemima she was on the same shelf but Aunt Jemima was being more recognized than hers was this was passed down for generations here it is she finally got into the stores but Aunt Jemima was getting more publicity than hers on the same shelf but not getting any recognition. Finally, her daughter, when she was getting ready to sell her business, she was getting ready to sell it and said, it's not working. I think I should just close up. She was getting ready to close her business. And all of a sudden, her daughter, one of her daughters said to her, hey, say, mom, what would it be like if you just went ahead and put your, your syrup and, and Jemima's syrup and put it in a post on Instagram and compare the two? say what your syrup does versus her syrup and see what happens. Her mom wasn't on Instagram. Michelle wasn't on Instagram, but her daughter was. She got on Instagram and all of a sudden, her, her person who runs her sales and marketing said, hey, we have a problem. She said, what? She said, the website has crashed. She said, what happened to the website? They said, you had, you've had too much traffic. People are buying your stuff and all of a sudden, people are finding out about you. She did not know that at that time, according to everything that was going on with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all these different things, that Aunt Jemima's face was being, take, being retired and taken off because of its implications of racism. And people were now looking for authentic black syrup. 
And when they posted it on Instagram, she was the only one that they could find. So all of a sudden, something that had been on the shelves for 35 years had not been recognized by anybody for 35 years. All of a sudden, sales soared 78%. Where no one was looking for Aunt Jemima stuff anymore, they were now looking for Michelle's syrup. She thought that it was time for her to let it go. But one post, one moment, one particular destined moment caused her stuff at the right time. Someone say the right time. At the right time, all of a sudden, she got notoriety. And so she was talking to different entrepreneurs and she said to them, she said, what I have learned is that what you pray for, you need to prepare for. That whatever you pray about, also prepare for it. So when we look at this particular text today, Elder Caesar, and we look at this and we find that here is three characters, Elkaniah, Penina, and Hannah. And when we look at this particular text, we find out that they had gone to this particular area every year as a pilgrimage. They would go every year to worship and they would go and they would give uh, their offering. And it says, according to the text, it says that Elkaniah would go and uh, Elkaniah, find, mind you, historical uh, uh, Brandon, Elkaniah was a Levite. Elkaniah was living in a town that was, as I told you, the town earlier was a double city. It represented an old, uh, old uh, reformation and then it was new. Uh, something that was extended that they were trying to reform the city and here Elkaniah was a priest uh, but he was a priest uh, who was not allowed to necessarily do what the rest of the priests were doing but he was a Levite but he was also connected to two wives um, he was at that time a believer in polygamy. Polygamy was something that was very noted at that time. It was popular. It wasn't something that was that was that was rare. Uh, but he was a polygamist. He had multiple wives. Um, but it, it was against ceremonial law. It was against ceremonial rules. But he had it anyway. He had two wives, Hannah and Penina. And as he was there and giving offering, and as he gave sacrifice. Uh, some of the sacrifice or some of the offering that they gave was uh, that food was also allowed to be given to the family. So uh, Elkaniah, uh, he went and he gave uh, portions of food to Penina because Penina was the one who was able to birth children. So he gave her food or uh, of the food of the substance according to the number of children that she had. But scripture records, but he gave Hannah a double portion. Now you have to understand this yearly offering or this yearly thing that they would do was pleasurable for Penina. Glory, help me to do this. Was pleasurable for Penina because Penina was able to be a recipient because it was basically a trip that was representative of family sacrifice. So when Benina went, she was able to represent family, family sacrifice because she had children from, uh, from, uh, from Elkaniah. So when he gave the offering, she would look at her children and say, look at what we've done together. But when Hannah came to that yearly trip, it was not a trip of pleasure. It was a trip of shame. Because every time she went, she was reminded that she could not produce. So one side of the family was happy, but the other side of the family was barren. I don't know if you've ever been in betwixt a season where you are celebrating, but everyone around you is not celebrating in the same way you are because you, they're not birthing what you're birthing. And you're having to apologize because all is well with you, but it's not always well with who you're connected to. So Penina was celebrating because she had representative of she everywhere she looked. She said, look at this child. Look at this child. I birthed this child. I named this child. I did this different thing. And here Hannah was coming and saying, and here I'm still not doing anything. I'm connected, but I'm not producing. And this season is sad for me. I don't know if there's any Hannahs in the room who you're in a season where if you could really tell the truth, it's not that you don't love Jesus, but you're trying to figure out what's wrong with you. It's not that you don't love him. It's not that you don't love his word, but you're trying to figure out why are you not producing? Why is it that everything around you seems to be dismal 
and everyone on the other side seems to be getting deliverance and you keep getting delayed. Why is it that everyone seems to get deliverance and they have been in it half the time that you've been in it? They have fought half as hard that you have fought, have done half as much as you have done, and you still haven't got deliverance. You still keep getting, wait a minute, but you keep worshiping. You keep praising, even though your womb is not doing anything. I want to know, is there anybody in the room who's praising on an empty womb? Is there anybody dancing on top of a grave? Is there anybody in this room right now that you're working, but you're, you're working, but you're being in toxic environments and you're serving, but everything around you seems to be crippling you. It seems like you cannot work in the presence of angels. You worship here on Sundays, but you work with demons. So that was the situation that they were dealing with. Well, here it is that Penina was seemingly okay because she had birth things but hannah couldn't seem to birth anything but the way god works joe i would preach because you're here today the way god works god does not look at your works he didn't reward according to works y'all miss it y'all miss it i would have been shouting down new circle road right now because elkaniah looked at penina and gave her according to what she had worked to do but to Hannah faith, scripture says he gave double portion. Oh, I got Galatians for you right here. It said it is by grace I have been saved. This is Ephesians. It's by grace that I have been saved, not according to what you see. He doesn't reward me according to what I see, what you see. You see works, but he looks at me and sees grace. And he gave her double portion, even though she didn't deserve it. I want to know, is there anybody in the room that can have a 30 second praise break on stuff you haven't, you didn't even deserve, but he gave it to you anyway. I mean, are there things that you know you should have been punished for? You should have been dead, should have had all types of things going on. Some of you had, should have had more children than you have right now. I'm not talking about with your spouse. I'm talking about with the other people. You should have had a whole bunch of stuff. But have you ever flashed back and said, Lord, thank you for giving me a double portion of your grace? <laughs> Gave her a double portion of what she did not deserve. Didn't do anything to earn it. But he gave it to her and he gave it to her because he loved her. I want to talk to some people that are barren and you feel unloved by people, but God has not changed his mind about you. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. He does not love you because you want scripture for it. When Jesus was getting baptized, I feel like preaching today. When Jesus was getting baptized uh, by John. When he came out of the water, Jesus said, uh, God said to him out of a sense of the uh, uh, spirit uh, form came out of heaven and descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven cried out and said, this is my beloved son. And in the, the, the voice of James Earl Jones, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And it, it contradicts many of the things that you all talk about because Jesus had not performed a miracle. Jesus had not raised anybody from the dead. Jesus did not have a disciple. Jesus had not rebuked the Sadducees. Jesus had not been in the temple. All Jesus did was show up. And because he showed up, he said, this is my beloved son. And there are going to be other seasons in your life that all you're going to have to do is show up. Because I want you to know that no matter what you do, I just need you to show up. I need you to show up and let me handle the rest. I need you to show up and let me fight your battles. I need you to show up and it'll close your mouth. But show up and every time you show up, you remind yourself that there's a God who is in heaven who is looking at you and says, it's not what you do that determines my love. It's who you are that determines my love come on John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life y'all don't know verse 17 17 says for God did not send his own son to the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved you don't have to do nothing to get his love just show up and say I believe in my heart you might be ratchet but show up you might be lesbian but show up you might be a giant but show up you might be a drunkard but show up it does not matter what you do according to your works what's in your heart 
Work says get delivered and he'll love you. Work says change and he'll love you. That's not the gospel. The gospel says that while I was still wrong, he still loved me. He hasn't changed his mind about you because you're changing your mind. We're preaching the wrong gospel. We're saying change and he'll love you. Oh, ain't it? Because according to Hannah, she couldn't birth nothing. Wanted to do it, but couldn't. But he still loved her. Some of you want to, but can't, but he still loves you. Look around somebody and say, he still loves me. He still loves me. He still loves me. Let me get out of there. Calm down. So he gave her because he loved her. The portion that didn't even belong to her. Loved her. I just could stay there and just stop. Just because he loved her. Hannah had his body. I mean, Penina had his body. But Hannah had his heart. Some of you are settling for the body of somebody. But when you have the heart of somebody. Her body produced. Hannah had his heart. Panana had the body and she could look and say, look at what I've done with my body. Hannah said, I can't do nothing, but I got his heart. If you got God's heart, it's just a matter of time before things start to work. It's just a matter of time. Somebody holler out. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. So Panina, as some people do, huh? Panina, as some people do, y'all pray for me. Panina, Panina made fun of the fact, Morgan, that she could not, that Hannah couldn't produce. Because people judge you based on what they don't see. So Penina said, I don't see change. I don't see you producing anything. You come to worship every year and nothing has changed. I'm coming and serving the same God and look at what I'm producing. Something must be wrong with you. Isn't this something? How we always try to ascribe sin to people who've done nothing wrong. There's another scripture in the Bible that one, uh, there was a person who was blind and uh, deaf and whatever. And and they came to him. They said, who sinned? His mother or his father? Jesus responded to him and said, why do you always think somebody did something wrong? Sometimes bad things do happen to good people. Sometimes you can do everything right. Sometimes you can be an upstanding citizen. Sometimes you can be in good health and still have a brain aneurysm. It doesn't, it doesn't matter based on what you did. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Some things just happen. So Penina made fun of Hannah, nagging her constantly to the point that Hannah started to weep, started to internally cry. And say, what's wrong with me? But it doesn't stop there. Because many of us would have stopped at someone poking at you. You do know that we live in a time that people get offended because someone did not like your post. We live in a time that we only give people about 30 seconds, 60 seconds, maybe two minutes before we delete it because no one liked it immediately. Y'all don't have to say nothing, just, yeah. We change the filter to see if that gets more like. We change the time that we post it to see if that gets more like. We do all these things to gain an audience that doesn't like you anyway. To gain friends who are not your friends. You get on these devices and say, I have so many followers and they're following you where we don't know. But we love to be liked. But when you go through a storm, where are they? All these emoji prayer in hands that they post under you where we post things and say, I have an unspoken prayer request. Don't ask me no questions. Just pray. And everybody puts on there. I'm praying for you. They lied. They saw the post, posted the emoji and went on to the next thing they were scrolling to, scrolling through. And here it is, she wept, but she didn't stop there. <laughs> she didn't stop there. What did Hannah do? The first thing Hannah did, if you, I want to make sure you don't stop. And before you stop, the first thing I want you to consider is what Hannah did. I want you to pray about it. Yeah. 
Someone say pray about it. You might might have missed it. Because Hannah realized that her fight wasn't with a person. It was with the principality. She realized that her fight, her war, was not with a woman, but with a warlock. It was something behind the person. You want Bible for it? I give you Bible for it. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness. And I wish I had a Bible church. And spiritual wickedness in high places. Some of you are trying to fight with your hands. But this season, it's not your hands that are going to win. You have to drop to your knees and remind yourself that if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, you would not be here today. Some of you need to get back on your knees and call the name of Jesus again. Hannah said, I can't fight this with words. I got to fight this in prayer. Woo, Jesus. She said, this season I'm talking less, but praying more. <laughs> this season I might not be posting like I normally do. This season I might not be at every social club. This season I might not be at everybody's party. But you better believe, though you don't see me, don't sleep on me. Because I'm praying. I'm not saying a lot, but I'm praying. I'm not talking a lot, but I'm praying. You're used to me snapping, but this season I'm praying. Because I need prayer. Someone say, I need prayer. I need prayer because I'm tired of being barren. I'm tired of being like this. I'm tired of people making fun of me. I'm tired of not being invited i'm tired of not being included i'm tired of people looking at me like something's wrong with me i'm tired of this generational cycle i'm tired of this generational habit i'm tired of my cousins being like this i'm tired of my mama being like this i'm tired of my job being like this i'm tired of my environment being like this i'm tired of going to sleep like this i'm tired of waking up like this i'm tired of working like this i'm tired of driving like this i'm tired of looking like this i'm tired of dressing like this i'm tired of feeling like this i'm tired of thinking like this i'm tired of talking like this so I need prayer and I think I need to pray and I'm tired of waiting on it so I'm going to pray about it somebody holler out pray about it this season I got to connect again this season I got to plug in again this season Panana ain't my issue this season I've been I've allowed you to get the best of me in the other seasons but this season, I'm tired of you clouding my mind. I'm tired of you clouding my judgment. I'm tired of you clouding my worship pace. I can't worship because I'm thinking about you. I can't shop because I'm thinking about you. I can't enjoy Instagram because I keep seeing you. I can't go on Facebook because you keep posting lies when I know the truth. So instead of clapping back, instead of exposing you, instead of screenshotting the truth, I'm going to pray about it. Somebody say pray about it. I want you to turn around to a few people and say pray, 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 pray. Prayer. Y'all come to church, but I ain't got nobody praying. You lift your hands, but ain't nobody praying. You go on cash out, but ain't nobody praying. You got Ethereum. You got Bitcoin, but you ain't got prayer. I tell you, if you get prayer, prayer will open up doors that no man can shut. And it will close doors. Can't nobody open. Do I have a witness in the room? Come here, Dorothy Norwood. Somebody pray for me had me on their mind took the time and prayed for me is there anybody in the room who's experienced somebody praying for you oh yeah Hannah said I gotta pray cause this ain't working I gotta pray I'm tired of being frustrated I gotta pray cause I'm tired of my ankles hurting gotta pray cause I got clothes I can't even afford to get I gotta pray because I got bills I can't even afford to pay. I gotta pray because I got a job I don't even like, but I can't afford to quit it because I don't know how I'm gonna pay my rent. I gotta pray. I gotta pray because I go home and don't wanna go there. I gotta pray because I got children that I don't even like. I gotta pray because I got a church and I'm not sure how to get plugged in. I gotta pray because everybody sees what I used to be and ain't nobody give me a chance of what I am right now. I gotta pray. I gotta pray. Somebody holler out, I gotta pray. I gotta pray. I gotta pray. Mario, you better preach like a black man I think I will somebody say pray so Hannah prayed Hannah prayed Hannah prayed Sarah Hannah prayed she didn't clap back she prayed 
She didn't respond. She prayed. Some of you responded instead of praying. Some of you trying to explain out what you get to pray out. You're trying to tweet out what you need to pray out. Some things go not out, but by prayer. If you want a real breakthrough, pray. I don't want something that's just going to last until 3 o'clock today. I need something that's going to carry me until Wednesday. Something that's going to carry me through Thursday. I need prayer. Somebody say, I need prayer. So, so Hannah prayed, took it to God. She took it to God. Oh, Jesus. Y'all pray for me. She prayed. And when she prayed, I stayed there too long. She got there. And when she got to pray, she redirected her prayer. And then what happens is she said, God of hosts. The original version of that Hebrew, I was telling our minister today, it means Yahweh Shabbat. It means commander of the army. She said, for this breakthrough, I need to talk above you. I've been talking to you long enough, but this thing is above you. I want somebody to lift your hands right now and say, it's above me now. It's just, just it's, it's above me now. So she said, I can't talk to you because you can't help me because you're making fun of me. So I got to talk to what's above me. She said, Jehovah, Yahweh, Shabbat, the commander of armies, you who have more than I have. She said, if you, this is what she said. She said, if you give me this child, she said, I make a vow that this child will be a Nazarite from birth. That Nazarite mean that he would be one that was not uh, like the rest. Uh, he would be uh, celibate in things and he would abstain from things and he would not be like th th there would be a, a vow that every time they saw that child they would say oh you're one of those uh, she consecrated him before he was born <laughs> there are some of you who are only living because somebody prayed that you would be here <laughs> you weren't here when they were praying you didn't know that while you were in their womb, you say, my mama wasn't praying, but you don't know who touched the belly. You don't know if he was a doctor who said the mother's not sanctified, but I'm going to pray that whatever comes out of this mama is a Nazarite, is born, is consecrated. Some of you have been trying to run from a call that you've had from birth. She said, if you give me this child, she said, I'll consecrate this child. I'll make sure this child belongs to you. Because before you quit, before you stop, not only do you need to pray about it, but you also need a plan for it. Someone say plan for it. You can't pray about something you have no plan for. I'm in the Bible. This woman said, I'm going to start praying like it's already done. I'm going to start praying like it's already happening. Like you're already touching my womb. She said, if you give me this child, if you give it to me, I want to make sure that this child belongs to you. That it's going to be your child. That she already started having a plan. She started putting it in place. And historians say that she's the, Brandon, historians say she's the only woman in the Old Testament who made a vow and kept it. Could you be the only one? Could you be the curse breaker for your family? Could you be the trendsetter for your family? Could you be the one who changes the dynamic and the paradigm for things in your family? Because it says, according to historians, she was the only woman who had the nerve to not only go to the temple, but make a vow and she kept it. Oh, that speaks to me. Because maybe not y'all, but, but I'm trying to tell you, Don Therese, I made a lot of vows I haven't kept. Oh, that, that's why y'all quiet. Maybe I'm the only one. I testified about me. I didn't even say y'all. I said me. And y'all got nervous and I wasn't even talking to y'all talking about me. I've made a lot of vows that I meant well, but I didn't do it. You want Bible for it? He says that when I would do good, 
the evil that I don't want to do is what I wind up doing. And I want to know, is there anybody that can be honest in the room enough to say, sometimes I miss. Thank you. Sometimes I mean well, but the well that I mean to do, I don't do it. But she had a plan. She said, this plan has to outlive me because what I haven't been able to do lives with me. I've got to make a plan that outlives me because I'm tired of living with this. So she said, if you touch my body, someone say, if you do it, someone say, if you could do it. She said, if you do it for me, I got a plan for this child. I've got a plan for this thing. If you give me the business, I got a plan for it. If you get me out of this situation, I got a plan for it. If you work in my favor, I got a plan for it. If this storm stops raging, I got a plan for it. Oh, matter of fact, I'm not even going to wait till the battle's over. I got a plan to shout right now. Somebody say, I got a plan. I got a plan I got a plan some of you been talking about what you need to write about you need to write down your step one step one thank you step two thank you step three give you glory step four thank you for bringing me out of it step five didn't think I was gonna make it step six but since you brought me out I want to thank you step seven let me tell my children what you did step eight let me tell my family what you did step nine let me start acting like what you did I got a plan for this next season someone say I got I got a plan. I got a plan. I got a plan. I don't know if I'm going to make it just because I got a plan. I've been desperate too long. I've been desmal too long. I've been in this dry season too long. I got to have a plan for it. I got to have a plan for it. Matter of fact, I might not even be around the people that I've been in this season because I'm seeing better than what they're seeing. They like it here, but I don't like it here. I don't like crying like this. I don't like going to sleep like this. I got a plan. I got a plan. Come on, Bible. Eyes have not seen nor ears have heard nor has entered into the heart of man those things that God has in store his plans oh you want one Bible for it but some of y'all ain't shouting the way I feel it Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 says for I know the plans that he has for me if you don't know the plan know the plan maker if you don't know the plan get in touch with the architect if you don't know the plan find out who the planner is for he is according to Hebrews 11 and verse 1 let's go Hebrews 11 verse 2 it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and it goes on and it says that he is the author and he is the finisher. That means while I'm at the beginning of a thing, he already knows my ending. I want somebody to shout and say, better days are coming. Oh, look at somebody say, better days are coming. Y'all ain't shouting like y'all need to. This ain't no TED talk. I ain't giving y'all no motivational speak. My name ain't Oprah and I ain't Gail King. I got a word from the Lord that this season is getting ready to be over. I ain't... My name ain't Joel Osteen. I got a word for you. That this season is getting ready to be over. Look at somebody and say it ain't going to last too much longer. I got a plan for it. I got a plan for it. I see myself coming out. I see my family coming out. I see my child coming out. I see my finances getting better. Somebody say I got a plan. My mama. So she said, she said, if you do it, she said, if you do it, I'm almost through. Justin, I might not, I feel my health. She said, she said, I got a plan for this thing. That if you give me this child, if you, if you do it, and there are some of you who are in an if season right now. You're at an if moment right now. Miles wants me to watch this show on Disney. It's called What If? But I want to ask you a question in the room. What if God does answer? What you gonna do? What if God does bring you out? What you gonna do? We used to sing a song in gospel ensemble. How did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? I want to know, is there anybody in the room who can see yourself beyond what you're going through? Matter of fact, let's have choir rehearsal. Let's everybody right now practice what you gonna do when you come out. Come on, give him praise like you're already out. Like you're already out. Like he's already answered. Like he's already done it. What more?
can't he do? Come here, Aunt Gladys. God specializes in things that seem impossible, and he can do with no other power, Holy Ghost power, no other physician, no other lawyer can't do it. I got a question. Can he do it? Won't he do it? Can't he do it? Won't he bring you out? I'm sorry, y'all. Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Somebody say, won't he will? Preach, Mario. Calm yourself down. Ay, 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 ay. So she had a plan for it. Woo. Had a plan for it. But this is the next thing. Y'all sit down. I'm just talking. Y'all stop. I'm just talking. I ain't trying to preach. So after that, it says she had a plan for it. She went to the temple. Well, when she got to the temple, Alexis, whew, ain't it something? I'm going to use your testimony. Ain't it something how the same place you live, other people can experience a fire, but he'll protect you. And he'll give you a plan to protect your life. So what happened was, I'm sorry, I was hurt one for y'all. So what happened was that after she had a plan for it, it says she went and she was already praying. And she was there, and the priest was looking at her. I want you to tell somebody right now, look at me if you want. Y'all said to the wrong person. I wish I had some hood people in here. Just like, look. Just, just look. Y'all got suburban people. Look at me. Look, sister. Look, brother. Look at me. You need somebody to be like, look. Look. Look at somebody say, look. So the priest was looking at her. And the priest misinterpreted what was going on. Priest looked at her. I got to get out of here. Priest looked at her because the Bible says that her mouth was moving, but it could not be heard what was coming out of her mouth. The volume of her mouth was turned down, but the volume of her heart was turned up. Someone say turned down for what? Her mouth was turned down, but her heart was turned up. The priest looked at her and said, you must be drunk because I can't hear what you're saying. I want somebody to holler out and say, you don't need to hear it. She had something in her heart that she needed from God. And she didn't want anybody else to misinterpret what she needed. You got to pray about it. You got to plan for it. But in this season, you got to protect it. Some of us, I said us, you talk to the wrong people. You can't give a million dollar idea to somebody who doesn't even have a job. You can't talk to someone about your house and they don't even have an income to get a house. You're wasting precious thoughts on people who don't even care about their own life, nevertheless yours. So the woman protected what she needed and was opening her mouth, but wasn't anything coming out for him to hear. And he perceived that she was drunk. Thought something was wrong with her. But it didn't stop her praying. Thought she was messed up. But it didn't stop her prayer. She kept praying. I imagine. I, I'm just me. I don't know about y'all. But it's just me. My interpretation. Just mine. Not yours. I believe she was praying in the spirit. Ain't yours. It's my interpretation. Because when I'm praying in the spirit. You don't know what I'm saying. And there are seasons where English just won't work. There are moments where I have to drive to the gym. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm talking about. But the spirit knows what I'm saying. Unless I call somebody who don't have a prayer life. And waste what I need on somebody who's not going to pray about it, but talk about what I asked them to pray about. I got to get a tongue 
that can interpret what I really need. I want somebody to say, get another language. Get another language. And I know some of you, that might scare you. But if you've been barren long enough, you'll start talking differently. If you've been there long enough, if you've been in a season where dryness, in a season you can't get deliverance, you'll start getting desperate enough that all of a sudden you'll start changing your language and you'll go from cussing to speaking in tongues and say, and people are like, what are you saying? I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm protecting what I need. Someone say protected, 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 protected. Long are the days over for cute church. I've got a devil that I've got to cast out. I've got a delay that I'm tired of living with. And for this season, I need power that is beyond me because I might have gotten myself in it. But if I'm going to get out of it, I need a God who can deliver me out of it. Somebody say, I need power. I need power. And I'm sorry, Elder Caesar. I'm sorry for all of us who have dropped the ball on all these churches. We got cute churches, but we ain't got no power. We got great praise teams, but we ain't got no power we got skinny jeans but no power we have cute sermons but no power and I need power I need power I need power that can cast out devils I need power that mothers lift their hands again and say now that I know I don't know the song but I know that power somebody say I need that power and I used to apologize for this power I used to apologize for this language because I grew up in the missionary Baptist church and in the missionary Baptist church they said we don't need all of that we don't need all of that that's a little bit too much but my grandmama was church of God in Christ and my grandmama was saying you need all of that and you need a little bit more I've told y'all the story but I'm going to tell it a little more, more time I remember staying in my grandmama's house and in the middle of the night I would hear grandmama going to the bathroom and grandmama would go in the bathroom and I would think grandmama was using the bathroom oh no grandmama wouldn't use the bathroom the bathroom was a tabernacle and grandmama would get in the bathroom and I would hear her say, Tama City. Cover my grandchild. He's in there sleep right now. But I'm not She would pray for her husband, who at that time was a drunk and an alcoholic. But she would say, Cover my granddad, cover my husband. At that time, things were not going the way it needed to go. But grandmama would be in that bathroom three o'clock in the morning didn't have a lot of money but had prayer grandmama couldn't read for most of her life but grandmama had prayer grandmama wasn't rich but grandmama had prayer grandmama didn't have a lot of cars matter of fact she couldn't even drive but grandmama had prayer matter of fact grandmama didn't wear the latest fashions grandmama only wear a blue jean skirt and white tennis shoes and white tennis socks and a blouse and her hair was always in a bun but grandmama had prayer Grandmama had praying power and I miss my grandmama because I'm learning that I got more fashionable people that I know but I don't know a lot of people who got no prayer you look better you live better you date better you got all the dating apps but ain't nobody got no praying app ain't nobody swiping towards heaven you swiping left and swiping right but ain't nobody swiping on their knees I want somebody to holler out I need more prayer I miss the pastors who used to preach until they got drunk. I ain't talking about what you drink. I'm talking about drunk in the Holy Ghost. That it did not matter who was looking at them. I miss the church that people would get up out of the seats and start convulsing and start shouting and didn't care about what they look like. I miss the church who went on Facebook while I'm preaching. I miss the church who ain't on Instagram while I'm preaching but I miss the church that hadn't even called an altar call but somebody runs to the altar and said Jesus Jesus 
Jesus and Jesus turns into I want somebody to open your mouth and say I need Jesus 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 y'all excuse me that's the only name whereby men must be saved somebody holler out Jesus the church with power the church with power is there anybody in the room who wants power and said I'm tired of this thing I'm tired of going on YouTube to find somebody that can entertain me I don't need entertainment I'm barren I don't need entertainment I'm going to go insane I don't need entertainment I'm tired of smoking this out I don't need entertainment I'm tired of drinking this out I don't need entertainment I'm tired of sexing this thing out this ain't working so I'm going to try Jesus somebody say I'm going to try Jesus I'm going to try Jesus he's a wheel in the middle of a wheel somebody say try Jesus I want you to high five a few people don't high five them just fist bump up fist bump a few people and say try Jesus come on musician I'm already there she opened her mouth she said, I'm not pouring out a drink, but I'm pouring out my heart. I ain't got no substance, but I got the substance. Hallelujah. And I got to go out of here, but I'm over my time. So the next thing that happened, it says that the priest said to her, because God spoke to her. God spoke to the priest, and he said, this woman needs a breakthrough. So he told the woman, about this time next year you're gonna have a child so she didn't delay she didn't even worry about it scripture says hold on scripture says she left the spot says she went back home got with her husband and it says Elkaniah knew his wife for those of y'all who don't know what no means I don't know what to tell you he knew his wife I ain't talking about how you doing pleased to meet you oh no he knew her satin sheet slide I'm talking about he knew her knew her somebody say who knew her because the next thing you got to do faith is if you're gonna pray about it plan for it protect it but the fourth thing you got to prepare for it so Elkaniah said if your womb is getting ready to have a child I need to help you get that child so if your womb is getting to birth something let me go ahead and help in the process you need people in this season who are going to help you because if you can't help me don't hurt me but I need people around me that can help me in this season I want you to look around somebody say I need you to help me and I'm through Jasmine here I'm through here. It says, she said, she's, they prepared a place. It reminds me of Jesus, Brandon. In John, the 14th chapter, Jesus said, I'm going away from here. And Thomas said, where are you going? Because we don't know the way. Jesus said, I prepare a place for you. That where I am, you may be also. What that means is, Jesus won't tell you something's going to happen and not prepare your spot Jesus won't tell you something's gonna happen and not make room somebody say make room make room make make room make make room make room I feel deliverance I'm sorry somebody say make room make room make room come on matter of fact put your hands like this and say enlarge my territory because what's coming to me is bigger than what I got somebody open your come on open your arms and say I'm making room I'm making room say I'm making room because what's coming is bigger than what's been this deliverance is coming it's bigger than what's been what I see is bigger than what I've seen what I know is bigger than what I know somebody make room somebody make room make room make room make room make room 
Well, the Bible says, I'm sorry, y'all. The Bible says, have I said that? The Bible says, 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 I don't need what Mario says in this season, but the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Logos word, the Rhema word, the living word. Somebody says, speak to me, Jesus. Well, it says the Bible says that she birthed that child. And Cameron, when she birthed that child, she called that child Samuel. Y'all don't know what Samuel means. Samuel means he is God. Y'all miss it. She called her child God? No. He will be like God. She called her child Samuel, which means he is God or heard of God. When he answered, she didn't name it according to her. She said, every time I call Samuel, I want to remember what he did. Every time I call your name, I want to remind myself that God heard me. Every time I call his name, I want to remind myself that if he did it before, he can do it again. If he did it before, he could do it again. Same God back then, same God right now. If he did it before. Last thing, she prayed about it. She planned for it. She protected it. She prepared a way for it. But the last thing, coach, is praise God. Praise God. When he walks it out, praise God. When he brings you out, praise God. When he opens the door, praise God. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all think this is too loud. Y'all think this is too much. Well, you don't want to go to heaven because when all God's children, when all God's children get together, what a time what a time what a time so you might as well practice right now because God 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 Elohim God Yahweh God Jehovah God will in the middle of a wheel God who said it's good God who told the mountains you can only go so far God who hung the moon and stars God who spoke to nothing and said let there be something God who put a man to sleep and grabbed a woman out of it who else but God can do it and I got one word for you the same God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think if he did it before my Lord today if he did it before he can do it again some of y'all need proof I'm glad you asked me. Same God. Same God who took my Savior. The same God who saw my Savior hung on a cross. I feel like preaching. The same God who saw my Savior nailed in his hands, nailed in his feet, crown of thorns on his head. The same God who washed his only son, breathed his last breath. The same God who saw his son go into a womb. Y'all said, y'all said a tomb. No, no, no. 
saw his son go into a womb that was nothing else supposed to come out of because Jesus, God, excuse me, turns tombs into wombs. Y'all miss it. God can turn a tomb into a womb. You want Bible for it because the Bible said he stayed there all night Friday. He stayed there all night Saturday. But my daddy said, early Sunday morning, he got up. Anybody know he got up? Anybody know he got up? Because a tomb turned into a womb. Come on, praise God. Praise God. to a few people tell them something's coming out of my tomb you said it to the wrong person you think it's a dead thing but he's getting ready to bring life into something that seems dead you call it a tomb but when God looks at it he sees a womb I want somebody to holler out three times just three times that's all I need three times say something good is coming out of this Something good, something good, something good. Hey! It's gonna come out of this something good, something good, something good, something good, something good. Sooner or later, sooner or later. I'm gonna mess y'all up. I'm gonna mess y'all up, I am. But I'm gonna need y'all move quick. Cause all I need, it's like, I need a quick phrase break. I don't need you to think about it. I need you to go ahead. Why? Because my baby just came. My baby just came. Deliverance just came. Healing just came. I feel my mind coming back together. I feel strength coming back. I feel my family coming back together. If there's anybody in the room who you believe God, you might not see it, but you believe God. Come on. Come on. You get a baby. 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 You get a breakthrough. You get a breakthrough. You get a healer. Now hold on, if you wouldn't mind, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, work it up. Let me, some of y'all, the Holy Ghost said, some of y'all haven't praised in a long time because you're scared he won't do it. 
Faith isn't about what I feel. It's about what I believe. If you got legs that can move, everybody for the next moment, I want your feet to put a down posit on what you're going to withdraw from later. I sense breakthroughs getting ready to come to some houses. Look down your road and say it's getting ready to happen. Y'all ready? One, two, one, two, ready, one. It's for my house. It's for my house. It's for my house. It's for my church. Ah, yeah. Last thing, last thing, hold on. Last thing, last thing, last thing. I'm not trying to evoke nothing. I'm trying to get you to believe something. Hold on. Bible says, this is the last thing I got. Now, this next instruction, you're gonna only have to be with somebody you've been quarantined with. That's the rules. The Bible says that when Mary visited her cousin Elizabeth, what was in her cousin started to leap. There are some of you who you hadn't been around nobody who believes like you believe. But God has positioned you around somebody who's getting ready to make your baby leap. So for the next few moments, pretend like that's your Elizabeth and let your baby leap. Because God is bringing life. God is bringing life back to your house. Y'all ready? You got your Elizabeth? You got your cousin, somebody around you, college students, y'all, I know y'all laughing like, I don't know what we here to do. Jump, twerk, I don't care what you do, but whatever you do, do the sanky leg, whatever, but give God praise. Don't do the sanky leg, don't do that. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? One, two, three. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Hey. the biggest praise you can give them. Come on. He's turning wombs. He's turning tombs into wombs. Seen him do it. He's gonna do it again. Father, bless your people. Every person standing, every person who praised in faith, everyone who watched, streamed in. God, do it again. For Jasmine, do it again. 
for my brother, for Keith, for Joe. Do it again. Do it again. Birth something new. That every time they call it, it's a reminder that God didn't forget. Do it for Anaya. Do it for Shay. Do it again. Do something special that only you can get the glory for. Do it again. In Jesus' name. Somebody just give God praise in the room. Say thank you. Thank you. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.